Hello everyone and welcome to episode 18 of Psych Up. For this episode of our podcast, we'll be interviewing our clinician Kate about Are You OK Day and mental health this year so far. So Kate, tell us a little bit about yourself. Why did you first get into the mental health profession? So I love people. I've always found it so interesting the way our mind, brain, behaviours, environments all interact. Um, I've always wanted to work in a career where I'm helping people and making a difference in lives daily. And it's pretty special to be coming into a career of mental health currently where there's so many like-minded people who share this passion. And mental health is something that affects us all and all of those around us. And I think it's so important to have as many professionals on the front line to open up the access and support available to all those people in need. Yeah, cool. Okay, so... You personally spend your week working with two different distinct groups, young people and those in the corporate world. Mm -hmm. What are some of the unique challenges that you see both these populations struggling with in regards to maintaining good mental health and well-being? Yeah, two very different populations. And so, yeah, two different sort of sets of challenges, but also some really similar ones. Um, so in my experience in the corporate side of things, um, a lot of stress is often attributed to lack of balance or lack of self-care. Um, yeah, that self-care really being pushed to the side. And so many of the hardworking people we come across um, are also struggling with heaps of other factors outside of work, such as family, social life, you know, all of those other things that happen in life and struggle to prioritise themselves in decision-making. We often like to remind people to put on their own oxygen mask before putting on others. Yeah, so a little reminder there. And that's so important in maintaining their mental health and well-being. So as for working with young people, I've worked particularly with the disability population. So I see them face many social, emotional and behavioural challenges that affect their day-to-day -day functioning. And maintaining their well-being requires a multidisciplinary support with heavy family involvement. Helping them develop socially and emotionally in particular is so important in the development of good mental health and well-being for their long-term outcomes. And quite often we work a lot with the parents and family, which is where we see some of the more similar challenges faced to those in the corporate world where balance and self-care can go out the window because it can be, you know, like a full-time job for, for some of those families dealing with that population. Okay. So obviously 2020 has been a really difficult year with COVID-19 pandemic and everything that's happened, lockdown periods, things like that. In particular, we've been seeing a lot of people from Melbourne calling through, um, really struggling with the lockdown restrictions there, and particularly parents who aren't able, their kids can't go to school and they can't, they can only go exercise at local parks for an hour or so. If you could give parents one piece of advice to help support the mental health of their children and work to raise resilient people, what would it be? Um, yeah, definitely seen a lot of that. And I think it's really important for parents to practice being that role model or resilience or emotions coach for their, their child so they can have a first-hand experience of how to respond to adversity. Um, so practicing things like loss, like losing things, um, practicing gratitude and kindness and really encouraging asking for help so as to not fixing them their problems for them necessarily but providing them with all of those resources and building up their tool belt for them to allow them the opportunity to learn how to do these things for themselves when they face hardship or just you know daily struggles yeah cool so are you okay day was two weeks ago now 
How did you check in on those around you? So I actually went to a CrossFit class fundraiser. It was a really fun, it was a great event to raise awareness and promote the role of physical fitness in supporting and developing good mental health and well-being. And there was a big emphasis on community and that team environment and a great reminder that one of the key aspects of maintaining mental health is that community and that social connection. It did allow an encouraging environment for open conversations, for people to check in with one another, make sure everyone's okay. But it was also important to remember that when asking, are you okay? If you're worried about someone in particular, it's important to choose you know, the right time and place to ask that. Um, and a group environment may not all, always be the, the best time to ask, are you okay? Um, and to you know, make sure that you're getting them the most honest response out of someone and allowing that space for someone to, to talk about what's been going on. Sometimes it's important to do that in a more private or confidential space. So I did also check in with a few friends privately and that, that was great. And I had some friends reach out and ask me, are you okay, via text message, which was so simple and easy, but it was really effective and it felt really genuine. So there's so many ways to ask, are you okay? Yeah, for sure. And then given, as we mentioned before, the challenges of 2020, which are definitely very big, uh, what do you hope that people have taken away from Are You OK Day this year? Yeah, definitely this year it's been a bit different. Um, but as a community, I think we can support one another by continuing to reach out, asking, are you OK? Checking in, asking it again, you know, because the challenges we've been facing and are currently facing are so ongoing. This year's Are You OK message was there is more to say after Are You OK? And I feel like this resonates so much more important to remind us of how essential it is to keep the conversation going at the moment. And also that it is possible to maintain that social connection and support for those of us who have been in lockdown or are still in lockdown. And although that digital social connection cannot replace the face-to-face -face human interaction, these challenging times have shown us how simple and accessible it is to stay in contact um, and connect with those people around us via a simple text message or a phone call or a video chat. Um, and hopefully people have taken away and realised what is difference such a small gesture may make in someone's life. Yeah, absolutely. I think, yeah, that's a really interesting point about how the digital can't replace human interaction, but it is definitely a really important tool to be able to check in on people who you might not be able to see at the moment. Yeah. So some of the important messages that we've been trying to spread at Veritas for this year, as you were talking about, this year's theme was there's more to say after Are You OK? So one of our major messages was that Are You OK? should be an ongoing approach for people and it's not just something that we do once a year. So making sure that we check in and that we have uh, the right culture set up in your organization or even in your family, your friends, that you can always ask that question and feel comfortable in yourself to be able to ask and then have those follow-up conversations. We also wanted to focus on not waiting until you're concerned that someone is significantly upset before asking, are you okay? And ask it at the first indication. So even if they're too busy to catch up or they're not replying to your text messages or something and they start really pulling back or it could be the other way around, they could start being really clingy, always just jumping in to ask before it turns into something really bad. And also don't forget that catching someone feeling and performing really well is a great opportunity to reflect on this with them and have an are you okay style of conversation to confirm the new habits that they're exhibiting and this can help maintain the positivity in an ongoing way. So if you see someone who's kicking goals and doing really well, 
having, yeah, as we said, a similar style of conversation to are you okay, but more why are you okay? <laughs> and how can we make sure that you're okay in the future? Yeah. So what are some tips that you would give to help people onboard these messages? I think they're all really good messages. And the last one in particular, I think is really interesting because it's probably not as much talked about, but so important. There can be a lot of stigma around having conversations about mental health due to it being quite negative or, you know, people may have fears of worrying their loved ones or bothering them with their problems. But yeah, as you mentioned, it definitely doesn't just have to be a negative conversation. Um, acknowledging the positives and, and the developments and the wins that the people are having and how they can keep them going can be equally as beneficial and on impacting someone's life. And it's a really good way to normalize an are you okay style conversation for those who may be having some concerns around um, starting a conversation like that. I think you mentioned something there about around asking are you okay at the first indication. Mm. I think there it's really important to trust your gut and learn some of the signs. So are you okay has heaps of resources about learning the signs of when to ask someone if they're okay. And you mentioned many you know different signs so all to do with changes in behavior if you know that someone's had a major life event or, or something that might be a minor life event that could be interpreted in a more major response there's a lot of resources on the are you okay website about that or simply making it sort of part of who you are as a person and asking that regularly so you know that regardless of any behavioral changes that you may notice that you can remind yourself to, to always check in with others so if you have a conversation with someone, an are you okay conversation with someone, and they say that no, they're not okay. We've covered in sort of our blog posts and some of our other podcasts, this follow-up steps that you can have at that point in time. So making sure you're in a safe place, listening, things like that, to have the conversation when they say no, I'm not okay. What recommendations do you have for a follow-up conversation? And that can be for if someone has said, no, I'm not okay. Or if someone said, yeah, I am, but you still just want to check in a couple of weeks later and see how they're going. So like you said, we have heaps of resources there. And a lot of that is drawn off the RUAK website and information provider. And I think I've mentioned before about the different resources they have there. And I think familiarizing yourself with some steps to take if you are sort of unfamiliar with having conversations around mental health. But yeah, definitely preparing yourself for the different directions that the conversation may go. And that's where Are You Okay is good, the website, because they've got different resources for all the different directions that the conversation could go. But then some small recommendations that I was thinking about, they could be as simple as setting a reminder to, to follow up, popping in your diary, say, you know, you spoke to someone on a certain date and you might need to remind yourself to follow up because we, you know, do all get busy and, and have our own things going on as well. So it, it might need that that prompt. Definitely setting time frames. So you're more likely to, to follow through with something if you set a time frame. And so yeah, so setting setting time frames in the the initial conversation when you are asking, okay, try and set an agenda for a follow-up conversation so that you have something to to follow them up on. Yeah, for sure. So overall, what have you seen people's approach to mental health be like and how has it changed since March 2020 and the COVID pandemic? I do feel like for the most part, people have banded together as a community and prioritised looking out for one another. Um, I think the conversation around mental health is becoming a lot more normalised because everyone's sort of facing this big challenge and going through something together. 
Um, and you can even see it in the presence of mental health in advertising and social media. It's becoming a lot more apparent and it's being approached as a much higher priority than we've ever really seen before. But also, I guess the silver lining is it's forced people to, to hit the pause button and allowed them to do some things that, that they may, may not normally have time to do in a usual busy schedule, like getting outside and going for more walks, doing things working on self-development, things like mindfulness and meditation, prioritizing eating well and really focusing on those things that are controllable, given that most things seem quite out of control at the moment. Yeah. And those are always sort of the first things that people stop doing when they get busy as well. So definitely good for them to jump back on it, I think. Yeah. And to finish up, last question, what's one thing that you do each day to check in with yourself and keep mentally fit and resilient? Well, everyone is different, but for me, it is keeping a regular exercise routine. And in particular, I love to run. I love to get outdoors. I think it's great. And I think getting through the struggle of a run and coming out feeling better for it on the other side, you know, reminds me of that resilience that is in there. And I also think that working in the mental health profession, self-care is constantly reinforced is so important. Mm -hmm. So actually taking that on board and practicing that and practicing what you preach. So that, that kindness and gratitude towards yourself is another really important way that I, I try to stay mentally fit. Yeah, absolutely. Cool. All right. Well, thanks so much for having a chat today. Thanks for having me. And it was good to get some insight into your experience of Are You OK Day and 2020. So thanks, everyone, for listening. And we'll see you next week for the next episode of Psych Up.